0: Says, well,
1: baby.
0: <laughs>
1: You're listening to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 145, and it's Masters of Dragon Gate, Volume 4, sponsored by HelloFresh. And today I am joined once again by a returning guest here on the show... He is one of the hosts of Open the Voice Gate on the VOW network. He's also the man behind Spears Ovations. It's Mike Spears. Hello again, Mike.
1: Hey, Andrew. Thank you again for having me back on here. Like This is, a, I think, like the fourth year we've done a Dragon Gate episode, and you, you've picked a really strong mix of theme songs to talk about today. But how are you doing
0: today, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, glad to be here with you again, as always, of course. Um, now, I know for you... You have a hurricane coming through your neck of the woods real soon. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope you, you know, stay safe out there, my friend.
1: Yeah. Just so people are wondering if something weird happens, I don't think it will. Uh, hurricane Ian uh, made landfall like an hour and a half ago, and I'm about to have it come through probably within the next 90 minutes. So, we'll see. Yeah, but I am glad to ride this out with you, especially Aww. talking about. Dragon Gate themes at this time with, like, a interesting time, I think, for
0: Dragon Gate theme music. It is, yeah, and it's an interesting time to talk about Dragon Gate just in general, I think, because, you know, we usually check in on the company at least once a year here in the show, and um, last time you were on, Mike, was in December, so that's been about uh, 10 months or so since our last DG episode, and um, it's a good time to step back in, I think, because, uh, oh boy, have there been some happenings ...in Dragon Gates, just the last time you were on here, Mike. Because uh, last time, we were talking about how, oh, it's so weird how Shun Skywalker... ...sacrificed Dragon Diaz Max to protect the zone, and that a Puesta's match. You know, what's what's going to become of that? Well, since then, um, we've had Shun go full-blown crazy heel. Masquerade broke up. R.E.D. turned into Zebrats. Gold Class formed. Kota Minora got his own mini. Kness retired. Super Shisa left. Gamma left and retired. Uh, Kaito Ishida left, Mochizuki revealed his secret son, Riki Ihashi retired, Nosara Rangai showed up for a little bit, we have Naruki Doi going freelance, I mean, it's been just an absolute whirlwind, Mike, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I have to say that somehow, like, only within, like, these nine months, and it, it's something that... I, I talk about this with Case a lot on Open the Voice Gate, is this is one of the more fascinating times to go through in Dragon System history. Like, 2022 ended up being, like, as you said, the unmasking of Dragon Daya. That has, like, if one thing has been the overarching theme of this year, it has been the fallout from that match. And as you mentioned, Shun Skywalker, Uh, I don't know if you caught this earlier today, he is doing uh, like State of the Union addresses in an in, on Instagram live, right? now. <laughs> like I, I I would not believe that I would even bring that up this time last year. and that's not to mention. Uh, the ongoing uh, generation change has pretty much finished right now. like the last few years we've talked about people like Dragon Diet like Yuki Oshioka and people like SB Kento and how they have been already ascending up the cards, but now we are at a time where, With the exception of the elder members of M3K, every champion in Dragon Gate is under the age of 30. I actually did the math, and 20 of the 46 roster members are under the age of 30. It has to be the first Zoomer-led promotion in major pro wrestling
0: to nowadays. Mm -hmm. And you touched on this with Case on VoiceGate recently, but... Um, I think a lot of the shock and the weirdness is that it's all happened so quickly. Again, it's only been like 9 or 10 months, and so much has changed. And it's not like the change has been inherently bad, per se. I mean, like you said, the pushing of younger guys like D. Courage and Hyo and seeing the growth of people like Ishii Nihashi and Mochizuki Jr., um, K joining Cold glass all that's been very fine and, and cool. But still, at the same time, when you have someone like a Naruki Doi who is Dragon Gate through and through? You know he is one of the guys, capital T, capital G, of this company. When he goes freelance, you know it's still a mighty big change. I mean, even if Doi is not what he once was in the ring, still it's a big pill to swallow. Mike, I think.
1: Yeah, and that's something that like we're recording seven days after they announced that Nurky Doi. They're terming it exclusive freelancer. He he'll be around for big shows and probably television tapings, but don't expect him to show up on YouTube anytime soon. And it lets him to go do certain things, like where and Gleet, I think, is inevitable now. And it, it is a very big seismic shock. And it's something that I think, and Case and I talk about this a lot, like, optics is where it's felt the most, right? Because it's Naruki Doi. He is someone that, when Dragon Gate was most uh, present in people's minds, especially internationally, Ruki Doy was in the forefront there. I mean, he was a part of the Dragon Gate six-man t- uh, match at uh, Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, March 31st, 2006. He was the Dream Gate champion when DGUSA launched and felt like it was going to be the next big, fresh thing. And it's something that it, if last year kind of like really started when Masato Yoshino retired on on August 1st, we have been dealing with the repercussions of that pretty much ever since. And the biggest one I think is now the fact that Ruki Toy is um, now freelance. And that's something that felt like in retrospect kind of inevitable, but it's still a huge uh, revelatory thing because he was a part of the big six. And now we're in a position that Yamato and BB Hulk are the two remaining members of the big six who are contracted Dragon Gate wrestlers. It's something that, you know, three years ago would be unfathomable.
0: Right, right. Well, that's life, you know? I mean, that's that's life. Time moves on, and people get older, and, and they move on, and new guys come in to take their place. That That's how it goes. So, yeah, it's not fun to see people we've grown up with and known for so long to retire or leave the company or whatever, but, you know, it's going to happen regardless. You know, one day we'll turn our heads, and Don Fuji will be gone, and Genkihiro Gucci will be gone, and ryo saito and bb hulk and yamato and all those guys they'll just be gone and new people will take their place um except for mochizuki Uh, he'll be like 90 and still kicking ass and looking the same it's it's incredible mike how much in great shape he still is
1: (laughs) it's something where he is the second eldest person on this roster by a good margin he's 52 years old his son who is 20 is wrestling now and 20 years from now, I could see him being a wrestling grandpa. He'll be 72 years old. I don't put anything past him at this point. He'll probably be the best 72-year-old wrestler ever at that
0: point. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Well, um, let's get to the themes here. Uh, again, this is Masters of Dragon Gate Volume 4, another uh, grab bag of various themes in the company right now, and we have eight to get to here. We'll start off with the current Open the Dreamgate champion, Yuki Yoshioka. Member of the D Courage team with Dragon Daya and Madoka Kakuda, formerly Daya Inferno as well in RED. Yoshioka's theme is by Masakazu Murata, who also did Kotoka's theme, Live My Dreams. This is called Bump Out. Heroic rock song with the big lead guitar and all that. It, it's a fine song, not the most exciting in the world, um, especially compared to a lot of other DG themes, which have a lot more of a form a, of a theatrical flourish to them and tend to be all over the place. It does get a bit samey after a while, I think, but you know, for someone who's supposed to be in the typical good-looking, good guy, champion mold like Ushiyoka is, it, it does fit that mic I think real well.
1: Yeah, it's something where it is the most Yuki Oshioka thing possible in a lot of ways. He is kind of understated person who has emerged as the main character in Dragon Gate over the last year with uh, Decourage, the Unmasking, and again, everything going back to Dragon Daya losing his mask because of Shun Skywalker. And it's fascinating that, like, it is like a driving beat song. It is. The, the one thing that kind of surprised me was that. So in January, he returns in his wrestling as his real name. He did not have a revision until he went for the Dream Gate. And I was kind of surprised they did not revise his theme, because it is kind of plain. But it's also Yuki Yoshioka who's ended up being like this leading man figure and at the forefront of the current generation of Dragon Gate.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I compare it to something like a Kota Minora and his theme, which is a similar style of, you know, upbeat rock instrumental. It gets the job done, it just doesn't necessarily stand out, whereas songs like Jamais Vu or Speedstar or Magusta Cola, both stand out because they have vocals or a stinger or, again, more of a flourish to them. So, again, I don't dislike this song, it's good, it just doesn't cross that threshold into being like an iconic quote-unquote DG theme, like, you know?
1: Oh no, not at all. And and that's, like, something that I used to describe Yuki Oshioka as, like, the next Asumu Yokosuka, now Susumu Mochizuki. And it it makes sense because it's very understated. It's something that if you were pulling up Fire Pro World, you would see this theme song as, like, the uh, uh, just uh, custom theme 34. Like, it exists in that mold, and it works. But it's something that, yeah, it doesn't have, like, the stingers that you really associate with Miku, Speed Speedstar, like, absent of vocals, and it's something that I think Murata did with, like, Live My Dreams. There were a lot of versions about it, but when you brought up that the the same composer who did Bump Out did Live My Dreams, Katoka's theme, it makes a lot of sense. There, there are some similarities there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, the most notable thing about all of this is that Yoshioka spent all that time hiding his body in the dia Inferno costume because, holy moly, that dude is good-looking and he's jacked to the gills. You know, Yuki Yoshi-yoked, uh, as you might call him. And it's like, yeah, let's put him in a big, ugly mask and a full-body costume to cover that whole thing up. Mike, it, It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's something that this guy, like— I, Like,
1: COVID, of course, like, being horrible across everything, he had the least fun excursion ever, and it's like, hey, do you want to wrestle in this full body-length costume with layers? And, oh, yeah, you're going to be masked, but it's not going to be, like, a cloth mask that, you know, you could, that, like, breathes easily. You're going to be wearing, like, a giant rubber Halloween mask, and you're (laughs) going to be wearing it until we're able to do this angle. Daya will get injured. In the meantime, you will still be wearing this. It's okay. Uh, maybe he just was like it was like a giant like sweatsuit for him for that long, and that was all that was left.
0: <laughs> like a UFC fighter, just you know, put on the big suit and go into the sauna and just Bobby sweating South it all forth. out to make weight. Right, right. <laughs> and,
1: and, and it's something that like I remember when he went off to excursion. It was like, oh, he is someone that you like. He has like old like uh, old generation movie star good looks. It is like a phrase that has been described to him that has described yuki oshioka and it's something that you you know he was a very understated wrestler up until d courage so like him like like taking taking the reins especially in the last few months since he's been dreamgate champion you kind of like look at the end of the show and you're like yeah he is kind of like an old movie star in a way and it makes a lot of sense right right well
0: i'll say this too you know it took me a while to figure out why they're called d courage Because D is for Daya, obviously, and Courage in Japanese is Yuki. So, D Courage. There you go. Um, Also, D Courage is when you bang a hooker without protection. Folks! (laughs) That's D Courage right there. Um, I apologize for working blue there, Mike. I I couldn't (laughs) doubt myself there. I had to get it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But but anyway, uh, theme number two, and it's for Diamante. No, not the women's wrestler in AEW. I'm talking about the male luchador and member of Zebrats with a flowy dress shirt. That Diamante. Former Twin Gate champion with Shun Skywalker. And his theme is by John Underdown. This is Viva Victory. The Mexican Power! I just I can't remember who this song is for. The Mexican power, El Original, Diamante! Oh that's right thank you John I, I remember now thank you so much for that. Um, <laughs> Yeah this song rules. Um, this is one of my favorite current DG themes. It has that intensity, it has that aggressive demeanor befitting a Diamante but at the same time it has a very like triumphant kind of heroic tone to it as well especially in the chorus with all that gusto in the vocals so you wouldn't normally expect a heel like Diamante to have that, but I guess considering you know John Underdown's past DG themes, it's kind of his forte, Mike.
1: Yeah, John Underdown, the uh, resident English singer on basically any uh, Dragon Gate-produced theme. Uh, he does the Tri-Vanguard theme, the, the most Sonic Adventure theme possible, and that one actually, I, I did some research into Mr. Underdown for the show today, and I'd like to present you my findings. Oh, please do. So, John Underdown is a, uh, he is a singer based in Japan, and he was a vocalist on the band Fade, which was a band that was uh, around in Japan for about 20 years, and he met a bunch of uh, people who were exchange students when they were in primary school. He was an exchange student from America, and they formed a band there in 2002, and after the band went on hiatus he's kind of done a lot of singing. I, he's not like a like a full blown like big in japan like musician it's not like how marty freeman is now like a pop culture figure in japan it's not like that he he is working one and the thing that as soon as i discovered this and how, all my research from this comes from a sonic fandom wikia <laughs> and that is because john underdown did two songs for sonic forces so no wonder he did the most sonic adventure theme song he is someone who does songs (laughs) for sonic games
0: my god the the john underdown sonic lore at play here mike it's incredible these findings are just outstanding mike i can't believe it
1: It, it, it's something that andrew the way my brain works sometimes is, is if like someone like appears that much to me i'm like okay what is their deal especially because he has appeared on so many dragon gate theme songs over the years and i was like okay what is his deal and as soon as I started looking at it, I was like, okay, a Sonic wiki. This is going to be interesting. I have to, I have to figure this out here. And lo and behold, uh, they have a former Sonic video game vocalist doing things for this and did the Diamante thing, which, yeah, it, it, it's something that Diamante, it, it came into Dragon Gate as just someone that we figured was there to uh, wrestle Ultimo. And then over the years, like, this theme came out for him in 2021, like, for the two years leading up to this thing he became one of the most improved wrestlers on the planet and it has like such a like swing in the course that he brought up there and it's something that I that, that that we always like start talking about like Diamante feels like he's going to be the next big like foreigner star and he's kind of ready to jump into that role and it's the, the theme is almost face-like in a way that's like oh there could be a huge Diamante run here as a baby face and I wonder if that's something that we're on the precipice of seeing happen.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the lyrics. You know, a lot of them are on kind of the more face side of things. All heart undeterred, like a diamond gonna shine, it's me against the world. Now I'm gonna rise, do whatever it takes. Crush anyone that tries to block the way, to all the glory that awaits. Eyes on the prize, live it every day, I'm gonna keep believing. Now I'm gonna shine, I know I'll never break. Because there is only one philosophy. To find the champion in me, I swear I will not accept defeat. Viva victory. I mean, you do have like more aggressive lines in there, like, Spotlight, step in the ring, communicate with my fists, and the pain I'll bring. It's your last chance to walk away. Facing me would be a fatal mistake. But on the whole, this is not your typical dastardly, muah evil kind of song, Mike.
1: And it's something that he got this later into his run that made you, like, think that, oh, he's getting this theme now, and it kind of, like, plants, like, the seeds of the, that, like, oh, maybe this guy eventually, like, with his, like, Shun Skywalker being who he is could see down the line that Shun and him, uh, like, end up turning on each other and having, like, a, a like, mask feud, and maybe there is the idea of him as, like, a baby face like, unmasked star in Dragon Gate, and you could almost... Talk yourself into it. And this song definitely encouraged that line of thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll also note uh, the various diamond puns in the song. I'm going to shine under pressure, never break, focused like a laser. You know, as a pun maker myself here, Mike, I do applaud John Underdown's work here. That's for sure.
1: Hey. Just leave it to someone who is a Sonic composer to to give this to us. (laughs) I I mean, you're doing songs for later Sonic games. I feel like that he would be able to make all kinds of diamond puns, and he certainly delivers here. Thank you yet again, Mr. Underdown.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. Diamante, he has grown by leaps and bounds since I first saw him a few years ago. Just a a great wrestler in the ring right now, and um, I highly recommend people watch the Shunin Diamante versus Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kame match from Kobe World a few months ago. It's on the Gayora YouTube channel, and it's it's an incredible match, just so good. Probably making my top ten of the year come year's end. Uh, just an amazing match, Mike. Just so good.
1: Yeah, it's it's a match a match that we were both uh, that Case and I were like in the lead. Up. We're like, oh, this match could be like the, the match of the weekend. This is something that like these four guys could really go out there and kill it, and they just took it to another level and had perhaps the best match in Kobe world history. And yeah, no, as you were saying, it's on, it's on YouTube. It's on the Gower YouTube that the, the way sometimes how dragon gate stuff gets released for free is kind of convoluted. They had to go to the TV network to find this match, but yeah, it's out there for free. And it's definitely something that I think when we get to like year end award stuff, it will probably be the big dragon gate kind of like the focus of the electorate behind the, the uh, Twingate match from Kobe World.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, speaking of Jackie Funky Kame, he's our next guy here. He's our next theme. Uh, the Natural Vibes member, JFK. Ask not what your country can do. Wait, that's a different JFK. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jackie, of course, a former Twinkie champion with Jason Lee and part of that noted rookie class with SP Kento and Madoka Kakuda. His theme is by Ayaman Japan, and it's called Jackie Funky Baby. We've been waiting a long time for the Japanese wrestling equivalent to S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Night! S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y, Night! and We finally got it, demo we? we finally got it with this one. Um, <laughs> yes, this is a delight of a theme song, the most saccharine, diabetes-inducing song of all time, maybe, uh, with the pop music and the high-pitched female vocals, the sing-along, pow, 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 pow. Um, I am Japan is one of those pop idol groups, so that all makes sense there. But Jackie is also just a sweet young boy in overalls in a fun loving stable. So something as cutesy as this is not out of line at all, Mike.
1: Yeah, so I am on Japan is a idol group that is kind of a meme-y idol group, and it kinda of makes sense that they would make this infectious earworm of a song that is something that like really fits him in a way that is just like, Oh, okay, this is very saccharine as you were saying, and you're like, No, this kind of fits this guy who his who his roles kinda ended up being this kind of ball of energy and it's very fitting for him to have a song as peppy as this one.
0: Definitely, definitely, and um there aren't that many lyrics, but I do like how it references the Torbagino, which is the movie inherited from Yoshino after he retired. Um it also references the Jackie Knife, which is his roll up finisher. Um, but for the most part, the song is basically just, you know, Jackie Funky baby and the pow, 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 which um, I don't know about you, Mike, but that got stuck in my head real quick after I heard this song.
1: <laughs> earworm, total earworm. It, it is like the most earworm song that they have released in a while. And if like for for the while that he had the SB Kento feud last year that was happening mostly at Kobe Samba Hall and you and it was like right as the song got introduced. I had the song ringing in my ears for about a good week after watching those matches <laughs> just because it's so infectious. And yeah, it, the, the pow, pow, pow thing kind of fits him in a, in a way. And it, and it also kind of in another way relates to his Kung Fu Masters character as well. So it's very fitting in a way that I would not think an idol group would really be able to incorporate stuff like the Torbolino and the Jackie Knife into his theme song. And it was really kind of remarkable the way that they did it.
0: Mm -hmm. I think my favorite thing about this song is that it's called Jackie Funky Baby, but Jackie's original gimmick name was not Jackie Funky Kame, it was Funky Jackie Kame, F-J-K. So they did the song, but they got the order of the name wrong, and instead of just doing the song over, Jackie changed his name to fit the song instead of the other way around, so again, he's a real sweet boy, that Jackie, very accommodating, Mike.
1: I actually like like one dojo story I heard about him was that he is like the sweet cook of the dojo when he was like a dojo kid. It was like, oh yeah, no, you always look forward when Kamei was cooking, and it was just like, oh no, it makes sense. They'd be like, no, you're an idol group that came in and did this theme song. I don't want to inconvenience anyone, <laughs> you know, Funky Jackie Kamei. you know, like it, it it makes more sense as JFK. Like you did the obvious joke, but leading into the song there, but it's a lot easier to remember because you you I found myself constantly taking notes accidentally writing JFK before he changed his name. So, actually, (laughs) I appreciate the fact that he's so accommodating. Yes, absolutely.
0: Um, Although it is a bit ironic that his initials are JFK, and his catchphrase is pow, 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 because – the other JFK died because of "Pow Pow Pow." A little, little ironic there, I suppose, Mike. You know,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's something that growing up in Dallas, Fort Worth, I have a very like close familiarity at, about that at a young age, and it's just the idea of like a very kiddie song in a way invoking that i'm like nope that makes sense in a way they, they <laughs> still have a they still have an x painted on the street where it happened like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very weird like so i used to go to growing up game to reunion arena like I, I would go watch stars games and that's where they play and it's right pl- past Dealey plaza so it'd be like yeah i'm gonna go watch sports it's gonna be very exciting i'm like
0: eight or nine it's like oh wait a president was shot there very abrupt mm, i'd say so yeah i'd say so <laughs> um Theme number four, and we're going to play something a little bit different than Jackie's theme here because it's for Mondai Ryu. Yes, the problem dragon himself. Um, I'm more of a Tuesday Ryu fan myself. Folks, I'm on a roll here. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mondai's theme is by Hitoki and it's called Naughty Guy. For one of the lowest guys on the totem pole, this one goes pretty damn hard. I mean, that opening bass line just hits you like a Mack truck, and the rest of the song is pretty heavy too. I mean, with the big thrashy guitars, the pounding drums, the screaming, Guy! Naughty Guy! It's an absolute onslaught from beginning to end, just a complete 180 from Jackie Funky Baby. You know, is Mondai Ryu the unrelenting killer that this song conveys? eh not really <laughs> but it's still a banger Mike no doubt about it
1: and it's such like a change for what his theme was before that like because you're right it, it is a very driving theme his original theme was we are team veteran booing and they yes it.
0: salty a boo-boo that's right yeah
1: yeah 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 so, so it's like oh you went from that like very much on the nose thing to like this one that's just like the baseline is so driving in it and you're just like oh and then, it's, and then you realize you're watching match one and it's Monday Ryu. And you're like, oh, okay. There we go.
0: <laughs> it says a lot about the depth of a company's theme songs that you can go this deep in the roster to Problem Dragon. And even he is a kick-ass theme. Because, yeah, he's been a lower mid-carder for pretty much his entire career. Never won any titles or tournaments at all. But it doesn't matter. He still has a sick theme. So it's nice to see that equality amongst the various tiers of the roster. Like, it's pretty cool.
1: it's something that when i see it when i hear his name it's like okay i know it's him and i am all right with it there's someone later down this list who has a theme that whenever i hear i whenever i hear i start groaning so you know when we're talking about the lower card stuff i'm glad that he has like a a much more fierce it's very fear i think it's very funny fact that he has such a fierce theme and it's just monday ryu coming out (laughs) and it's like oh yeah here he is he is teaming with Inky horiguchi and ultima
0: dragon And if I'm not mistaken, he's had this since 2018, I believe, and as far as I know, he really hasn't done anything naughty in recent years. Like beforehand, he was in the big heel units, you know, Mad Blanky and Berserk, and throwing salt out of a bucket, that all lines up, but recently he's just been, like, yeah, a hand on the roster, filling out tag matches and battle royals. So, it's a bit strange how you have this crazy song called Naughty Guy, (laughs) and the guy has not been naughty, Mike, it's very weird,
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it, it, it's something that, so yeah, he was kind of the healed loss post, kind of the gimmick guy for, like, Mad Blanky and Verzark, two so, like, kind of permanent healed groups, and now he he, he lost, well, like, Verzark lost that match against Overgeneration and then he just now is just kind of just, I'm Rue. that's who I am. I'm just, he's just not bothering changing it. And it, it was interesting, after he got turned, he was like, you know what, I'm going to take this because I have a nephew, and I'm going to be a good uncle. So he's not going to be a rowdy uncle like Don Fuji. So I think, he's, I think this is what, what Mondai, which means problem, I think this is the amount of probleming he's
0: trying to do right now to be a good uncle. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, regardless, I, I, I still prefer Naughty Guy over Salty Abubu all the way because, you know, Salty Abubu, that, that does get old pretty quickly, I think. So, uh, yeah, I, I always give the nod to, uh, to Naughty Guy every time here, Mike.
1: No, yeah, and it's something that, like, for a while, there was, like, Ryu fans, like, right when he turned in, like, of this, and the fact that, like, Salty boo maybe, like, lasted, maybe lasted a little long because they realized, oh, yeah, he was, like, weirdly over in, like, the summer of 2014. So they, they let it go on, like, four years too long, right? I think you're absolutely right. Like, going to Naughty Guy, like, I, I'd be interested to see what more Hitoki themes would be like for Dragon Gate. Like, I, I like this one, and maybe it's something for someone like Ishinahashi when he's, like, moving on from, like, a theme that's referencing his brother
0: that retired. I, I think we should bring in Hitoki for him. Mm, there'd be a good chance of a killer baseline. That, that'd that be pretty cool, I think, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> And... and uh, it just oh, kind of makes go sense
1: ahead. to me. Sorry, I was just going to say, it just kind of makes sense for me. Like, he's being a little rough around the edges now of M3K.
0: You know, give, give him the baseline. Well, Mike, we just talked about Problem Dragon there, but I'll tell you what's not a problem, and that's HelloFresh. Because with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Subscribe to HelloFresh and you can check save money off your fall to-do list, because HelloFresh is 25% cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping too, so it's very money smart. And of course, there's the variety with HelloFresh. It has many different options for meals, family-friendly, fit and wholesome, veggie. Well, HelloFresh is now offering vegan recipes on the menu every week, made without animal products of any kind like dairy, meat eggs or honey so if you're vegan enjoy meals like sweet chili tofu bowls or spicy coconut curry stir fry yum and you know me mike i am no wizard in the kitchen i need help in that department but with hello fresh they come through in the clutch i have all the ingredients right there the recipes are simple to follow and the prep work and cleanup time is low so if you're like me you want to make some nice meals all by yourself at a great cost then just go to HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-65 use the code V-O-W-65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash V-O-W-65 use the code V-O-W-65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, up next, we're going to talk about another Natural Vibes member, Strong Machine Jay, the son of pro-legend Super Strong Machine, or I guess the newer model in machine speak. Jay's theme is by Yoshio Fukurai, and it's called Hurricanes Bam 2019 DG Mix. So, any astute wrestling nerd will tell you that this song is a remix of the Super Strong Machine theme, Hurricane's Bam, or Hurricane's Bum, as some translations put it. Um, I think the actual title is Hurricane's Bomb, but Hurricane's Bum is a lot funnier. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is what it sounds like, a modern remix of that song. You know, Very dancey, very techno-fied. And I think the original version was more like an early Depeche Mode song, with like a hammer and anvil sound effect, but... Yeah, this is basically the same song. It's just given a modern Dragon Gate coat of paint, Mike.
1: Yeah, it's something that, especially when they when he debuted and was with Strong Machine Army, they really invoked all the ways you can invoke his father. So, like, they had the Strong Machine Army. He comes out to a remix of his dad's theme. They get Shogun K Y Wakamatsu out of wherever he was to come out for a couple of shows. <laughs> but it, it it has this refresh there that yeah, it's very. Updated, it's it has a techno sheen and it kind of dancing. And it's something that I don't know if at the time they were kind of planning him hit out his next like three or four years. That'd be like, oh yeah, no, eventually he's going to join natural vibes. But it in like retrospect, especially like listening to it, you're like, okay, no, this still works with the ways he's recently evolved, and I find that really kind of remarkable,
0: right? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it just it made total sense for him to have this song because. Everything else about him has been modeled after his dad. You know, strong machine name, the mask, the gear, the finishing move, all that stuff. And also, really keeping with the whole machine motif, having it be this like very techno dancey song is kind of on point too, because that is music that feels electronic and machine-like in a way. And not necessarily, you know, humanistic or natural, if that makes sense. You know, compared to like, I don't know, an acoustic guitar or a piano or whatever. So, it works on that level. But it also just works in the style of many other, you know, DG themes, I think, like,
1: Yeah, and it, it's something that, you know, if you're going to have something machine-like and update it, I guess, to like another like way into the future, like you've already done his dad to having the Hamler in, in Anvil, what's kind of the next thing you do? Oh, just make it sound techno-like. It kind of is that, like, second-generation feel that this roster has ended up being a lot of this year, in a way, with him, Ishinahashi, and... Mochizuki Jr. But yeah, it, it's something that if they found a way and it's something that Fukurai did really well to kind of enmesh it with the rest of the roster in the way you were saying. Because it does kind of fit in there that he might come out to the Natural Vibes theme and they'll and they'll have like a six main tag and he gets the fall and you hear this. And it's like, oh yeah, no, this makes sense for Natural Vibes members theme. And it's, it, it's very fortunate
0: in that way. Mm-hmm. And it has a good beat too, which... Uh, is good for breakdancing, because holy crap, when he joined Natural Vibes and revealed that he could breakdance and breakdance well, it was crazy, because beforehand, yeah, he was just following his dad's footsteps as a machine, which is not the most exciting gimmick in the world, mind you, but then he started dancing, and it just caught everybody off guard, Mike.
1: It was something that I I think that with, like, his injuries, and he went in for repairs, he had a, they, they had, like, retrofit a, a completely new a shoulder socket for him eventually. Like, he, he was out for a lot. They couldn't get him to a place where they felt like they could move on from his dad's gimmick, so... When he comes out of nowhere and becomes like this stunningly good break dancer, and it comes out it's like, oh yeah, no, he was in break dance competitions as a as a teenager, and it's like, oh, Dragon Gate yet again. You were just like surprising us again. Like first, and, and this like happened like right either right before or right after Mochizuki Junior was released. So it was just like you're playing fast ones on us. You just told us like one of your enduring st- stars has a secret son, and now this guy just just out of nowhere is an incredible breakdancer
0: what are you doing this year at dragon gate <laughs> sneaky sneaky yes um you know admittedly i have not seen much of super strong machine in his career but i don't think he ever busted out any sweet dance moves in his day i don't think so um so to see jay do it is, is pretty cool especially with the injuries right i mean you know he's had some shoulder injuries over the years so to see him do all these you know head spins and twirls and whatnot it's, it's pretty impressive mike
1: i'm excited to see him incorporate more break dancing into his wrestling i think it's like he does do like that little spin elbow drop but like this is a guy who bounces himself on his head like let's incorporate that into his moveset somehow <laughs> I, I i think that i think there's some mileage there and yeah no like when you talk about his dad i then instantly think about oh his dad dancing that's one thing and it's like oh What about like the times that Andre the Giant as a strong machine under a mask and he would have to do the uh, natural vibes dance? Like those are the things (laughs) that keep – those are things to put a smile on my face on a tough
0: day. Listen, if Zoolander can have breakdance fighting, then Dragon Gate can have breakdance wrestling. It it can happen one of these days, I'm sure. One of these days. (laughs) Dragon Kid breakdances too. You have a natural matchup yeah. There you go. There yeah, you go. That's a, that's a Kobe World headliner for next year. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: if they do two nights again, I think that might do better than an Ultimo-led uh, one.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't it be worse, I don't think. So, you know. <laughs> uh, no,
1: I don't think it could be worse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> theme number six, and it's for Madoka Kikuda, one half of the Twin Gate Champs with Dragon Daya. Uh, of course, the former hip-hop Kikuda in RED, And his theme is by Goryu from the band Dope Down. It's called Sparking Core. It's so time to rack you by to last that bone crust you wax to catch your last myself. <laughs> show a it noji see you the So if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kakuta debuted an early version of this song for his Dreamgate match last year, where he got injured like two minutes in, and it put him on the shelf for like a full year. And at the time, he was firmly a heel in R.E.D. So the aggressive, in-your-face kind of music here does make sense then. When he came back though, he did so as a babyface on his own, and now he's your part of D-Courage, which is like the white meat, cute babyface group to a T and he still has the song with the shouty vocals and the punchy music and all that. So it's made for an interesting dichotomy there, where you have this clash between D courage and that whole vibe and the vibe of this song, which you know leans a little bit more towards the RED side of things, Mike, I think.
1: Yeah, so at, at Dead or Alive last year, his first ever main event, he, he is the youngest ever uh, Dreamgate challenger and main eventer in like big show history still to this day. Uh, he comes out to just the, uh, just like the demo track version of this. Dragon Gate does this a couple times when like they're working on a theme and they want to have something. They'll they'll put out someone with a demo with a demo track version of it. So he comes out there. Uh, they tie up and they literally start doing the feeling out process. And uh, Shun Skywalker does a drop toe hold, just a nakius move. Little did anyone know, or at least. Anyone outside Dragon Gate know that Madoka Kakuda already had like a trick arm, and you know then he goes goes away for a year and he comes back with like this vicious theme lyrics to it, and it's something that like the theme is kind of vicious in the way you're saying, and it, it's something that you look at this theme music and you're like, especially the lyrics, like spilling your mediocre ideals into your devastated brain. Like I expect that to be in like Shun Skywalker's current theme you know, or Kai. I don't expect that to be the backup for D-Courage, which is uh, which is Yuki Oshioca, which we talked about before, is, like, movie star, old school movie star good looks. And you have, like, Dragon Dai, who's, like, a cutesy kind of guy there, too. And you have, like, big old Madoka Kakuta behind him with, like, scoring wins and winning the Twin Gate Championship talking about burying his fangs. It's very uh, – it, it's something, that, like, I, I like – Madoka Kakuta with these guys but this theme was not designed for that in that way
0: yeah like you said the lyrics do match up with the intensity of the music Um, it's showtime sparks fly dust bomb blast blood boils at the core of my soul wake me up alarm is the beginning of a riot bad signals because I'm getting high I should be the one who's taking you out everybody shouted out loud now burn my sparking inner core now bear your fangs rising soul blow your scars raise you up if you don't have balls like yeah th- this is music for a young guy who is primed to just grab wrestling by the throat and rise up and take on all comers so yeah it doesn't gel with the whole vibe of decourage eh, not really no but it, it suits him in like a vacuum i suppose mike
1: yeah, it does feel like a return theme song, you know, like how we were talking about how we thought that maybe Yuki Yoshioka would get an updated theme song, you know, getting that big baby face push. Like this is the kind of stuff you would kind of expect in a way, like something like this, because you're you're absolutely right. This is definitely like someone who you know has an early setback and is trying to rise up. Like the lyrics can definitely be read that way as well, and that very much has been like the case for Kakuda up until uh, Dangerous Gate when he won the Twin Gate titles. Was he was trying to re-establish himself and it's something that really does like fit him in a way because he is still 23 years old like like that's the thing that about dragon gate in 2022 about like this edition of masters of dragon gate i feel like that to, to really impress is like we are now like in the, facing like the post naruki doi era and like the post big six era in a way that like yeah no it makes whole sense that this guy now is twin gate champion he's 23 years old it makes perfect sense because that's what this year has been all about in a way
0: Mm-hmm, right, and I did notice as well, which seems like a few references to him breaking away from R.E.D. Uh, breaking point immediately, I click into the fire zone and cut off my evil spirits. Burning soul, let out a roar that feeds on change. So it does, I think, at least touch on Kakuta putting that chapter of his career behind him and changing from hip-hop Kakuta in R.E.D. to Madoka Kakuta going his own way and giving it a fresh start there and i think the fact that he took a year off due to injury as well can kind of help along with that mike
1: oh absolutely so it, it's something that does feel like breaking away from his past and like the last time you saw him he was injured and they had to stop a dreamgate match in uh, at a big 5 show and now he is he's returned to his own name he it's something where he's wrestling as himself he's not like oh the next uh, class of 2020 turncoat Joining RED, he is now Madoka Kakuda. Uh, a question I had for you now that like we're talking about like are these heel lyrics? Are these like return lyrics? Uh, we know this this song at least the instrumentals were ready when he was still Hip Hop Kakuda. Do you think that these lyrics and like this this like update was prepared like oh, was something is that they already had done before he was hurt and It was like all right this is what we have it's already done let's go or do you think it's something that they wrote fresh for him? Like thinking that this is a, like a return song.
0: You know, given how long he was out, it's probably a big clue, I think, because if the injury was like, you know, I don't know, a month or so, and he came back and he was still in RED and still hip up Kakuda, I think they would have just gone with their plans regardless. But I mean he was out for a full year. That's a long time in wrestling. And he came back and he was not in RED anymore. He was Midoka Kakuda, his own guy now. So I, I think that kind of Force them to kind of shift gears a little bit and make the song more of a return theme and more of a you know quote unquote solo theme, I guess. So I'm I'm leaning more towards yeah the return theme side of things there more so than the uh, the heel side, Mike.
1: Yeah, and it's something with like as you're saying, he's like it, it's something that they're still not explicitly clear that Kakuta is discouraged at this point, but like we yeah. like for all intents and purposes, he's discouraged. I mean, when when you like you win a championship with like with someone who's a part of a group and like how he's been backing up there he's discouraged. so it, it, it's something like that now like i'm really i'm thinking it's like oh we had this theme at least the instrumental is already prepared and it was already like this heel driving thing but oh now he's coming back now uh let's now the lyrics we had before or what we were planning on doing let, let's throw that out let's see what we can adapt this to for his return like now that you, you you we've discussed that i think that's pretty i i i see that being the case now yeah for sure
0: Mm-hmm. i'll tell you what's not debatable though that booty because oh baby does that man have some wide hips and some junk in the trunk mike my goodness
1: it, it's something where for the longest time i didn't think the pile driver worked for him he came back and he started doing this like snap stuff pile driver but he is someone who has a very developed uh butt i, I i'm well I, I i'm trying not to be crass here he, he does have junk in the trunk and uh it, it was something that like hip hop kakuda was about him doing, like, hip attacks. It, like, he was based so much around that now. So it's like, oh, no, now his butt is too big for this pile driver to look good at. But then him and Jason Lee, like, this match is also on YouTube. They, they've been putting Twingate matches on YouTube a lot lately. But at Dangerous Gate, when they won those belts from Jackie Funky Kamei and Jason Lee, like, the pile driver that Jason Lee took was just devastating. So I'm thinking I am over the butt. That's what, the, <laughs> that's what this has meant to me.
0: Perhaps, perhaps. I'm I'm just waiting for the one time on commentary where Jay goes. He calls that the rear view, ho ho. Just just one time, Jay, please. Just one time. <laughs> I'm begging you, man. Come on, just do it once. <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it past there.
1: I mean, he has made aquid references on commentary before. So oh, he, he, gets I, little, uh,
0: he gets a little he gets a little pew pew on the commentary team at times. Absolutely. So look, if if anyone can do it, I, I'm sure it's him. I, I have no doubt about that. So, uh <laughs> but anyway, our second to last theme here, and it's for the one and only Punch. Tomonaga, one of the more maligned wrestlers on the roster over the years for various reasons, but he's still around, still doing his thing, and his theme is by Yatsuka Nakazawa. This is the curiously named song, Hot Ocean. get a kick out of this one. Um, Not that it's an amazing song, it's a pretty decent instrumental, but it starts off with that flurry of keyboard arpeggios, (laughs) and it is since out the wazoo. It sounds like a very, you know, brightly colored song. Hot Ocean, maybe you think of the tropics perhaps, and then Out Walks Punch Tamanaga. And I mean no disrespect to the guy, but he doesn't really look like a guy who would have a song like this. Maybe in the Natural Vibes days, when he had the Jamaican colors, maybe, but otherwise, yeah, he's a bit too grimy for something like this, Mike, in my opinion at least.
1: Well, I can say one thing that's less grimy about him now. Uh, it, it took him a while. Uh, Punch Monaga has shaved his head, so no more gross head. No more gross hair. Like He's someone who as a guy who has a thinning hair line, I, I, I appreciate someone who was holding out for if He gave in to father time. And, and for <laughs> that, he is a little bit more squeaky clean, but yeah, no, this is such like a driving like babyface seem like this is the theme music because like he teamed with them for so long and just doing undercard stuff and then team boku that I identify and i get dragonfly mixed up with hot ocean dragonfly being the theme of Rio Saito now so it, it because it is that kind of level of babyface theme and then it's punch to coming out he is a former the brave gate champion i should offer him some respect but i refuse to but he is multiple time a uh, four-star match haver, on Sominaga, <laughs> as Case and I have explored at length on VoiceGate.
0: Well, good for him. Good for him. Um, but uh, yeah, he's had this song for a long time too, like years and years through various face turns and heel turns and stables and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, this is the punch theme. We accept that. But at the same time, it's like, this is the punch theme? But again, <laughs> we, we kind of accept this. It's like, you know, with, with all things in wrestling, like, you know, name changes or gimmick changes or whatnot... After a while we just get used to it. So yeah, it's a bit strange given Punch's whole, you know, aura and, and punchiness, but we just have grown to go along with it, Mike, I guess.
1: Yeah, so I I actually like knowing that this is like I, I it's been around for so long and Punch to Monaga has cursed my life for this long that like I, I just accept this as Punch's theme, but like twenty thirteen and then I looked at this I, I, at the nice notes you always provide for this for doing music the mat. Uh Yasuka uh, Nakazawa is Dragon Gate's uh, Dragon Gate Records president, like the person who does like all the music stuff, all the sound coordination here. I feel like like one night he was like, "Oh, we have to have a theme for Punch of Well, I fooled around, made this, and this is what it is. And we just aren't going to change it. We're not offering any updates. We're giving this the punch, and I've now fully believe that because we're coming up on the 10 year anniversary of Hot Ocean. So it's been called Hot Ocean for a long time. I don't know why it's called Hot Ocean. His nickname is Hot Ocean. I don't know why he is Hot Ocean, but that's you just kinda of grow to set things upon Sobanaka. I guess that's what I've come to terms with.
0: Maybe he's trying to bring awareness to global warming. You know, hot ocean, not an ideal thing for our environment. So he's trying to he's trying to do his part, Mike. Maybe that's it.
1: You know, like, that would be, like, an affectation for him, like, a character thing that he is, like, climate change awareness guy for Dragon Gate. Like, <laughs> that that could have been the thing that kept him in natural vibes. Like, they already had, like, that, uh, like a certain bent, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, like, you also have the guy who cares about environmental causes who hangs out with him. Yeah, no, that's Punch Tomonaga. He stays. Right,
0: right. Um, I do wonder, though, will he change his name? Because the reason he's called Punch Tomonaga is because he had the punch perm hairstyle but like you said, Mike, he shaved his head recently, so he's bald now. So what, will he be bald Tominaga? The the questions abound, Mike.
1: Yeah, and like the problem is that you can't call him bald Tominaga because bald in Japanese is hage, and that's Genki's That's Genki's
0: thing. thing, that's right, yeah. Yeah,
1: so like at the end of the day, it's just like, are we like thinking about his name the same way that they think about his theme music? That it's just like, we decided it, this was his theme music, this will be his theme music. We decided he was Punch <laughs> Tominaga. He's bald now, but you know... Wait, it, it's better than being known as the guy who was in the dojo for four years. I'll say that. So I think you go with Hot Ocean because you might go back to being the guy who, you know, was training when Yamato started, just debuted, and finally debuted like six years later. So
0: All these big changes in Dragon Gate here, Mike. This is the biggest one of all, I think. It's, it's a scary time in the company for sure.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I hope nothing ever happens to Punch Tomonaga. I will say that. Like, he, he's a doofus, but he's our doofus you know exactly. like, like every every company needs to have their guy that you are just like oh i'm tired about the tea kettle guy in all japan you know or like uh what was oh the musha kings like you're like yeah no that that was Noah's thing dragon gate has punched hominaga he's ours like don't go anywhere i we need to have someone just completely eat it and match ones for no good reason
0: yeah, we, we can laugh at La estrella obliterating punch's ribs with a 450 splash but you can't goddamn he's ours all right back off back off <laughs> it,
1: it's really the only way that I think we could accept uh punch tomanaga in 2022 like, like he's just the lovable loser and you know even though his dad owns the dance studio that they t- that they learned the natural vibes dance at and they brought this up like his dad advertises the studio and the uh, programs even because of that, this is not a dragon gate decided to push back against nepotism It did not allow him to remain a member natural vibes
0: well speaking of natural vibes we have our final theme here and it's for the leader of the group kz so yes it's kz time but we're not playing the normal kz theme time to go crazy we're gonna play the special big match theme that kz has used a couple times exclusively for dreamgate matches um, i think he debuted it in 2020 against Ata. And then against Shun last year at Kobe World, so it's a rare theme. This is by Natural Weapon and Taxi. It's called After the Festival KZ Dub. Hey, man. big
1: up KZ. This one dedicated special doublet Taxi alongside Natural Weapon. Kaji dragon
0: It's weird, we're so used to KZ having all these different versions of Time To Go Crazy over the years, and they're all, you know, super high energy, very party time, let's go crazy, have some fun, and this is something that's a bit different, not not too, too different, it still has that reggae rap flavor to it that KZ likes to have, but it doesn't feel like, hey, I'm KZ, let's get the energy up, guys. It feels more emotional and introspective, and that's because it is. You know, it's it's about KZ's long-time quest and struggle to get the Dream Gate title. So, you know, it's not a typical rah-rah KZ entrance here. It's it's something that's a bit more personal and a bit more specific for this circumstance here. So, I think the tonal shift here makes a lot of sense. Then, Mike.
1: Yeah, and it's something that he he is like Mr. Charisma. He is someone that like really inherited Kiritazawa's role of being like the high energy guy and that's how his themes kind of evolved over the years after that happened and now he debuted a big match theme that instead of sounding elegant like the piano intro for Yuki Oshioka's new big match theme, this one is like a ballad in a way, like, like it, it's like a KZ slow jam that he comes out to and it was something that kind of took me aback the first time it, he came out to it, but it's very fitting. That like now the person who is the perennial Dreamgate challenger now has a special theme that's like oh yeah no it's a Dreamgate challenge of KZ in it because he has his theme talking about how he's forever striving to become champion so yeah no it, it it's weird but it fits after hearing it a couple times and it, him losing Dreamgate matches coming out to this music frankly.
0: Right, I mean just look at the lyrics, you know, open the door of the dream, challenge as many times as you can, I remember a lot of battles, I'm still studying, I'll do it until I get the championship I've longed for, I won't give up, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight. It's definitely the most serious KZ theme we've had, I think, um, relatively speaking, you know, (laughs) he's not going, you know, boom shakalaka, and there's no background singers, KZ time, no it's about his struggles and his fight to win that title. And he's, you know, going to keep on trying no matter what. So, yeah, it, it's a real change of pace in that sense too much, for sure. And it's
1: something that I I feel like, and my memory might be wrong about this, but I feel like after the festival was the first new big match theme in a long time too. So, like, the fact that, like, after years, because I feel like the last one, T-Hawk, I, I forget T-Hawk had one or not, but a lot of uh they went big long periods about big match themes and then kz has this one that is so dedicated to getting the dream gate when that kind of has become his big role in the company is kind of being the heroic i don't want to say hiroki goto but it's like the easy comp there but it and that's what this theme is all about it's just like he's just gonna always try to go he's gonna challenge it over and over <laughs> and he says like kz time will never end because kz time is him going on this quest and it kind of makes you wonder at this point like oh kz like what happens if kz does win the dream gate do they change does he get a brand new big match theme because (laughs) i don't know how you can come out as dream gate champion saying like the big like final line is until i become a champion kz time will never end you're champion bud you You did it yeah (laughs) i guess
0: kz time is over yeah i thought about that too it's in my notes um but also you know this is a case of a Big Match DG theme where it's a completely different song than the normal version. Because Big Match versions are usually just a piano melody before it kicks into the main song. No, this is an entirely different composition altogether, which I think makes it even more special and unique, Mike.
1: And it's something that, like, I remember the first time he came out to this theme. I forget if it was at this one or at Kobe World, but there was the time that he came out with Natural Weapon and Tox-Z. And they were performing his theme, and it was he had the, he had his umbrella and his uh, I always forget what the jacket is called. It's not a kimono, but it, he had like his festive jacket on as well. And it's just like, oh yeah, no. Weirdly, his entrance fit the vibe for the moment, like with him, like it was because he was kind of strolling down to the ring very contemplatively, and it's something that it just works for him in a way that like it's such an abrupt change because yeah, everyone else is. Uh, Big match theme is like a twenty second piano singer going straight into the theme music. I mean, that's literally what they added to yu Show. theme is just <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing the chorus of his theme, but slow on a piano like Speed Star. So, I it, it, it's fascinating that they went to this abrupt of a change for KZ and it and for KZ specifically. I I find that really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool that for this song he doesn't do the typical. You know, Casey' shtick where he's rapping to the crowd and jumping up and down and all that. He's yeah, he's walking contemplatively to the ring, with the parasol and in the kimono and all that. So it's it's cool how he does that to really, you know, sell the emotional weight of the match. That that's nice. Um, as opposed to like you know, the Miz when he comes out to wrestle the Fiend and you know his his son's been kidnapped or whatever and he just comes out and does his usual spins and poses and whatnot. So I I appreciate changing the entrance so much to you know really match the uh the emotion of the moment there, uh, Mike and it just fits like
1: the lyrics now like the more now the more i'm like looking at the lyrics it's just like yeah no i like the fact that like dragon gate a company where bb hulk had a dark persona for a while what what is the different persona that like his neighbor has in kz oh he takes a stroll very contemplatively <laughs> what while, while, while people sing about his quest that he's had on that he'll never stop until he becomes champion and just like different it, it, they went they went hard left there but it works
0: for sure, for sure. Well, um, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening. And, Mike, thank you again for being here. As always, a super fun time doing this with you. Um, I think we might be running low on current Dragon Gate themes to talk about. I don't know. But regardless, I'm sure I'll have you on again in the future, and we'll we'll, we'll dig into the archives. How about that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you again, Andrew. This was an absolute blast as always. We might have to start talking about different versions of Deep Drunkers themes. But I'm prepared for that. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> Let's do it, buddy.
0: Yes, one of these days. One of these days. But um but any plugs you want to give, go right ahead.
1: Yeah, so as uh Andrew mentioned, I co host open the voice gate on Voices of Wrestling of K Slow. That is, every week we tackle the dragon system. This last week, as of time of recording, we had a pretty wide-reaching conversation about uh dragon gate in 2022 and the changes that have gone on over the last nine months so if you were interested in when we were talking about like kind of kind of palace intrigue but really not in the greater scheme of things uh check out especially that episode as well I am the proprietor of Spears Evations, And what is Spears Evations? It's just my collective of wrestling projects in a way. It, it, it's, it's this uh, vein or lane for me to explore things that I find interesting in pro wrestling. And a part of Spears Ovations is I do a newsletter, which is also about Naruki Toy this week, and a show every Wednesday. But if you're interested in that, go to spearsovations.ghost.io. To check that out and subscribe, hopefully. But, yeah, no, thanks again. And, oh, yeah, my Twitter is Fuji Heya. That's Fuji with two eyes, like Don Fuji. But thank you again, Andrew. I had a blast as always.
0: Oh, yeah, every time, man. Definitely. Always a blast. Always a blast. And uh, Music of the Mat is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. You can find all the great podcasts on there at voicesofwrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Voicesofwrestling.com slash Discord for all discussions and comments. Voicesofwrestling.com slash donate. For any donations, just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. And of course, one more time, HelloFresh.com slash vow 65 and use the code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Uh, Mike, thank you again, and I'll see you around. Absolutely. Thank you, Andrew. All right, for Mike Spears, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys.
1: Music of the Mat is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders.